is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolved Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290 KZSB and FM 96.9 Santa Barbara or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. So I've been thinking about my uh, early days at the film school, at USD Film School. And I'll never forget what one of my professors said to me. He was a pretty well-known director, but first words out of his mouth were this. I'm going to make you hate film. (laughs) That's a good opening, right? Uh, I was like, okay. That's good. And another thing he always said was making a good film is a happy mistake. There are not that many great films, but when it all comes together, it comes together. I've got a filmmaker on this, uh, this morning here, Robert Redfield. He's really a great director. He's a cinematographer. He directed the film more than a party band. Uh, it features Spencer Barnett, a local musician, but known around the world. I mean, I took talked to Spencer last week, and I talked to him about, I took his first album, which was a cassette tape at that time, back to uh, high school up in Priest River, Idaho, when we went up back to, to high school there in Santa Barbara. And uh, it was one of our favorites. We played that album over and over. Robert has uh, created a great film that I keep encouraging everybody this week to go see. It's called More Than Just a Party Band. You can check it out on more than just a partybandfilm.com. So I've just been thinking about film a lot. And what got me into film, I'd been working at a restaurant called the Seacove Cafe, uh, which is now down on Ledbetter. It's still there. It's Ledbetter Beach, right across from the City College. It's the Shoreline Cafe now. But it was a jazz club at that time called the Seacove Cafe, and it had seven nights a week jazz bands played under the stars. It was open air, and uh, that's my first restaurant job. I worked there for quite a while until it closed. Uh, didn't know what I was going to do with my life after that, and so I decided I was up at the owner's house after it closed, and he was putting together another restaurant and in front of me was a people magazine on his coffee table. And it was about a film. I I don't remember who a director, a filmmaker. And I read the story and I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to go into the film business. I'd always thought that, but I'd never, never thought it was possible. Right. A dream, silly dream. I was living with a couple of guys, uh, on the Mesa and they were in school. 
So I enrolled myself at the City College. I'd never been a good student. Anybody up in Priest River, Idaho listening or Spokane right now, they know this if they know me. I think I graduated with a 1.67, pretty bad. <laughs> so for me to go to college to get to UCLA film school is where I wanted to go originally, or USC secondary, to get there would require quite a bit of work and a really good GPA. Well, flash forward, I graduated with a 3.9 GPA from City College, Santa Barbara City College, and I went to uh, USC film school. During that time, though, I, there was a film class at the Santa Barbara City College. And the very first day, the professor was screening Bernardo Bertolucci's Last Tango in Paris. And it completely blew me away. One of the stories that I love, uh, the legend has is, is said that uh, Bernardo asked his cinematographer, Toro to look at Francis Bacon's paintings of Paris shops in the wintertime at dusk, and the light was shining out the shop windows onto the snow in the streets. And he said, I want Last Tango in Paris to look like that. The whole thing, I want it to be, be washed in gold. And if you've seen the film, it is. It's, it's beautiful. That got me hooked. Up next, director Robert Redfield with more than just a party band. We're going to talk all about the movie, uh, and, and I'm very excited to talk to Robert. And you will be too. We'll be right back. Stay with us. She knows all that she wanted goes insane for yesterday, but I can't I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, this is Jeff Stunk Baxter. We all need to keep our veterans, men and women who serve, who are on the wall and who were on the wall in our hearts at all times. Sometimes they need help. There are a number of organizations that are dedicated to helping our veterans. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected and that you won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. 
Hey everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. So last Saturday night, I normally don't go out on Saturday nights. I just kind of like to stay inside. And it had been pretty cool weather for all day long uh, and all all week. Almost like, uh, you know, fogged in, the June gloom they talk about. The skies had been dark, various colors of gray for weeks. But I got an invitation to see, uh, to go to a film screening. And I was immediately intrigued. I love the title more than just a party band and little sub subtitle there. The journey of Santa Barbara musician, Spencer Barnett. So like I said, not much gets me out of the house on a Saturday night and into the, the night and the cold air. This invitation grabbed my attention and my mom, who's also a film buff, I said, hey, you want to go out and go to a film premiere, film screening? So we ventured out. Again, the skies had been dark and various colors of gray for weeks. The sun, it seemed, had finally abandoned us here in California in Santa, sunny Santa Barbara. And if it didn't come back soon, we would be forced to change our standard reply when anybody asks us about the weather that it's always sunny in Santa Barbara that had not been true for a long time but finally last Saturday the breezes rolled over the San Ynez mountains behind our little city and it brushed away the gray into the ocean we were early we drove to Carpinteria I parked we walked the streets before the film we'd been there a year before together right after everybody could go out again and uh, listen to live music we went to the avocado festival in carpinteria we found this little spot that had uh avocado beer little italian place i don't remember the name of the place but grabbed a couple avocado beers had never tried that before but it sounded pretty cool spencer the gardener was coming on stage right around the corner the music drew us in in fact the concert that i'm referring to at the avocado festival plays a part in the film that we're going to talk about today so back to last saturday night we get to the theater 
I'd never been to the Alcazar Theater. Beautiful inside. The director, Robert Redfield, is walking the aisles, checking the sound. At that point, I, I didn't realize it was Robert. The lights go down. And within seconds, I was drawn in. I was transfixed. Let me tell you a little bit about the film. More than just a party band. So growing up in the idyllic 1970s Santa Barbara, a surfing, basketball-playing, tango-dancing musician effortlessly achieves a flash of early fame. But then he's forced to rewrite his definition of success when he's faced with a harsh reality and the music industry, unrelenting personal obstacles, and cultural shifts. The result is a 40-year journey and story of his own enduring and quirky brand of music and entertainment style that some say sounds like the soul of Santa Barbara. Some say that. I'm verifying that. <laughs> if you heard my interview with Spencer Barnett and John uh, last week, I talked about I my first little tape cassette that I, I took from Santa Barbara to Idaho in high school. All my friends, we played that album over and over and over many, many nights on uh, dirt trails and party bonfires. And whenever I heard it, I felt like I was home. It, Spencer, the gardener, is the soul of Santa Barbara. His music defined Santa Barbara. And Robert Redfield, my very special guest today, captured all of this so well. Welcome, Robert. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jeremiah. Wow. What a storyteller you are. Uh, I think we should work together on a future screenplay, man. You, you, you paint the picture. Well, I'm inspired. I really am inspired about uh, uh, from the film. I mean, I've talked about it all week long on this show. And anybody who will listen, I say, you got to see it. And then the next question is, where can I see it? And <laughs> I know you're in the festi film festival circuit right now, Robert. And so it can't be released streaming or the normal ways. Right. I mean, but what is the, right. tell yeah, me, what, well, is, we, where, what do we, I tell uh, them when they ask? Yeah. Well, we, we played it um, last month uh, locally in Santa Barbara, sold out, oversold. And uh, it, people told me, you know what that was like? sitting in the audience it was like going to an old surf movie way back then and everyone was hooting and hollering and you know a new scene would come on the, and even before someone started talking you know everyone would start cheering because they recognized the place and all that it, it was really an adrenaline rush to be able to sit in the audience and, and have people enjoy that and then we it, but there were so many people that uh, were unable to buy tickets. Uh, they're just, the house wasn't big enough. But, I mean, we, there was 300 seats, but it wasn't big enough. So we said, okay, well, we, we've got to do another showing. So we did it down at Carpinteria to make it perhaps more convenient for, for people down there because Spencer's fans are all over the place. And uh, that is the best theater. Uh, sidebar note, if anyone needs to do either a live event or show a film or a concert, the place is amazing, uh, reasonably priced. The people there are, uh, the, the, the staff is so welcoming and the sound system was awesome. So, uh, and, and we, and we rocked that house too. And that's the show that you saw. 
And um, so it's been a wonderful experience. We want to show it again, but I think we're going to wait until the, the summer craziness is, is behind us. So maybe late August, early September, but uh, we could be convinced otherwise if, uh, you know, if need be. Well, Robert, do you need a theater? I know we talked about after the film, that, or do you want to wait until August? But if somebody's out there listening right now that could help out and, and donate the theater uh, if, for if, if anyone has some ideas, absolutely. Well, let's talk. Let's, okay. Because, you know, this, this movie, I mean, there's lots of different ways you can look at it. But one of the ways is it is a love letter to Santa Barbara and to the fans of Spencer that he's built up over the years. And they're not just fans, they're friends, they're family, they're, they're neighbors. And so, you know, we, and, and the film was, was partly funded through Kickstarter. And so we want the film to, you know, for them, those people to see the film, uh, there's that element. Uh, and then, you know, but the other element is, you know, we also want the film, uh, to have universal themes. And so to be popular and fun for people that are non-local. But the, the first commitment is the, the local crowd, and we, we want to make sure that everyone can see it that wants to. I feel really lucky, and I'm, I'm so glad that I got up and, and did something different on that Saturday and went to the <laughs> yeah. premiere because I didn't know really what to expect. So my, my history with Spencer is just he's always the band, Spencer the Gardener. They're always there. They're at a festival or they're, they're playing Fiesta or they're playing a club. Since I was in high, finished high school up, you know, yeah. until present day. And you kind of take that for granted. And, and I don't think, and I, and I know I didn't understand his life and the, some of the struggles he went through and has gone through and continues to fight. And mm -hmm. you're the way, the reason I think that this film has such wide appeal, the reason the storytelling it's really beautiful, Robert. You'd really crafted a beautiful story, but you take us through the journey and, and you, you're a really great filmmaker. I don't know if I can recall all the scenes and describe them the way you shot them. So I hope I do them justice right now, but you're just going to have the listener. You're just going to have to go see the film <laughs> when you get a chance. And I know what you're doing, Robert, you're teasing these listeners, the, the people that want to view it, they can't see it yet. You know, you're slowly just, but, teasing them but they will eventually but going back to some of the scenes i mean there's one scene it's subtle and it's it's not like a monumental to the film but spencer's talking about something serious and you're kind of leaning in and you're you're feeling feeling the story and the camera pulls back and there's a donkey standing next to him and the whole theater just erupts in laughter but it's because you, you took this serious topic or you took the conversation and then it lightened up a little bit. It wasn't so heavy. And you kept doing that to us throughout the film in different ways uh, where uh, we just you just had a good time. Yeah, well, that's that's it. Right. I mean, how how could you make an ultra serious, you know, artistic film about Spencer and his albums? He has a serious side for sure. And that was one of the surprising things that I think the audience found out. But at the end of the day, you know, he's all about live shows and his live shows are just simply fun. So, yeah, we that one scene you're talking about, uh, just to be honest with you, don't tell anybody, but we lucked out. Um, 
he was talking about his process for, for writing music. And at the corner of my eye, I noticed, um, actually it's a goat which is even funnier oh i'm sorry yeah, I, it was I, a goat. I, I, there was I, a donkey I, I, later there was and then yeah, there was yeah. Two donkeys <laughs> yeah yeah in the corner of my eye i see this this donkey as i'm looking at the viewfinder and i said oh god so i try to carefully uh you know unzoom and open it up and and the goat's just standing there looking like a goat <laughs> listening to spencer talk about his process for <laughs> and I, I i was laughing it's a good thing the mic was on him and not me because it would have ruined it yeah so it, yeah you know it goes sometimes kind of... yeah go ahead i'm sorry I, I, let me just finish it yeah sometimes you you luck out and other times you just have to power through and plan things like crazy and <laughs> and but at that time it, it, we lucked out well I, it's also very skilled filmmaking you know you can say you lucked out and, and i believe you but it's also knowing when to when to bring us in when to you know when to bring it up when to you take us on this this ride really uh and it's it's very hard oh good do, i'm glad right, as a i'm glad that i'm glad that ride happened because uh you know it's it's about his life and um not only the past but what's next and it's a human story you know mm -hmm. uh, uh, a lot of times, you know, you'll you'll see documentaries that feel so dry and they're heavy with with facts and figures and experts talking about something or somebody. And that was the last thing that I wanted because that's not Spencer and that's not Santa Barbara. So uh, I'm really glad it came off that way because uh, for those reasons. Yeah. Robert, what inspired you to make this film about Spencer? I mean, that's a big yeah so the idea uh of the film was birthed as a result of emil millar who is the producer of the film approaching spencer and and proposing an album and spencer said well wait why don't we do a film as well and then uh then emil put together a third component um of uh, a a concert at the Lobero, which was hugely successful and so the the project uh underneath the framework called hello santa barbara productions uh was the documentary film the concert event at the libero theater and the new album so the first two are are done and the third one the new album is being finished right now so emil millar uh had the idea of doing something with spencer and that that blossomed out uh, emil and i had done some music videos prior and so he brought me in and asked me if I wanted to uh, to do it. So the producer Emil Millar, tell us a little bit about him. Uh, well, he's a an accomplished uh, musician and and music producer. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also done a book, uh, and so and he's local. He grew up in the area, and so you know his nostalgia is you know being a kid back in the uh, what eighties and uh kind of knowing a little bit about the hearing about the tan but really knowing the tan songs in this uh diy uh surf movie called off the wall Two, and uh the tans music and this was spencer's first you know big project uh called the tan um that that band's music was the soundtrack of that film and that 
is a whole nother really colorful and interesting story that I could only touch on. But the whole Santa Barbara music scene of the 70s, 80s, and 90s is fascinating. And, um, you know, don't get me started, but uh, it's, a, it's a whole nother possible documentary. Anyway, uh, Emil uh, loved that film that uh, he says that he wore out the videotape, uh, the VCR cassette tape, playing it so much. And um, several years ago, the idea was resurrected in his mind about how much he loved the tan when he saw uh, the tan album in a local uh, music store, Warbler Records, and that sparked things. And, and then everything went from there. What were some of your favorite? Well, uh, let me back up for a moment. Again, we, we talked about this. To me, this film is also, it, it's a few different stories. It, it is the Santa Barbara music scene, right? It is, uh, it pays homage subtly to Santa Barbara local hangouts. And you're like, if you want to be on the, on the inside and know where, pe where the people of Santa Barbara, the musicians, the artists are hanging out, Subtly, you you film in a lot of these different locations. Um, there, I was sitting next to. I could hear people around me going, "Oh my god, I remember when it was that." You know, <laughs> like the club names have changed, and or yeah. they'd been there, and like, "Oh my god, I haven't thought about that place." But then yeah. you're right; it, it was that. You know, um, I'll just I'll sidebar you, sidebar something and, and interrupt you just for a second. But on that topic. I have 20 minutes of complete footage of Mark Alvarado, who is a local musician going way back and Spencer walking up and down state street and pointing out and telling stories about the, the old venues. And um, it just was too much for this film, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know what you should do if you want to collab, we'll talk later, but we should bring that to the radio and have that somehow maybe edit that up and put it yeah, out. Episode. Yeah. It'd be a fun, I, I actually wanted to play. I ran out of time with Spencer. I want and John. I wanted to play a game of. Do you remember what was that before? And mention some of those. That's those a iconic, good. Yeah, yeah. I'd be fun and, to. And you know what? I mean, then you could open it up to to other people. I mean, uh, Santa Barbara, for being such a small town, has a an outsized um, profile when it comes to musicians who you know went national. Uh, for a, a small town like this, it's. There's, I don't think there's too many towns in the United States that have produced um, the, the names. So anyway, uh, you could, yeah, you could bring in a whole bunch of uh, fun people and they could do the reminiscing and you would eat up an hour like that and not get really uh, anywhere specific, but a lot of fun. <laughs> and again, you know, yeah, okay. So let me back up to the, to the, the Sorry, setup yeah, for the question. I um, you. No, no, not at all. That's, I think that's great. I want to, I want to see that footage if you, if you feel like sharing it at some point. Um, but the, the back to the film uh, and and the, the the subtly the power of the film the reason you get so drawn in or i did and i think the entire audience did when's the last time you shared an experience in a theater and i'm asking everybody out there listening when was the last time you sat in a full theater with the audience gasping laughing uh you could feel emotion i mean that was special in itself. And, and again, that takes a, a very skilled and talented filmmaker. We're talking about, if you're just joining us, more than just a party band with a director, 
It was written, directed, and filmed by Robert Redfield. He's my special guest today, produced by Emil Millar and co-written by Spencer Barnett's um, More Than a Party Band film.com. So my point is, my question is, it's so many things. It's a love story. It's a, uh, you follow a band from right out of the gates. They're, they're popular, the tan. Then they go Spencer the Gardener. Then there's tragedy. There's loss. There's love. There's this love underlying love for Santa Barbara. Uh, you filmed in a lot of beautiful places in Santa Barbara and you, you, how did you choose them? Were they, are they your favorite spots? Were they Spencer's favorite spots? Um, Cause it's really hard to choose every, almost every where you turn. It's beautiful in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Well, the, no, the locations were chosen. Um, they were thought through carefully and uh, because they weren't necessarily my favorite, they were germane to the, the, what was being talked about at that time. So for example, uh, a real obvious choice is, uh, so Spencer co-founded the TAN uh, with Brad Knack. And Brad and Spencer, uh, for lack of better words, they were surf rats down at Henry's Beach, and um, which they called the pit. And they, they lived locally there. And so they have an amazing amount of stories that are associated with that beach. So I, I had to have them walking on that beach and um, as the background. So that, that's one obvious choice. You love Santa Barbara. It's very, very obvious, yeah. right? Do you, I, would, I do. What, yeah. Why do you love I'm, Santa Barbara? Uh, well, I grew up in Southern California. This, at the time, it was a little town called San Clemente and Orange County. It really was full of oranges. Uh, and it was, it was a great place to live, but that's a memory. And now uh, it is just a uh, metropolis extension of another metropolis extension. <laughs> when I came up to Santa Barbara, I felt like I was going, kind of going back to a, uh, a simpler, more beautiful, locally run um, community that cared about, you know what, that's worth saving. So let's raise some money and buy that land or building so that it can't get pushed over by a bulldozer. Uh, and I saw that and it really resonated with me. Um, I went to Brooks Institute and uh, way back in the dark ages. And uh, then when I came back in here in 98, I had the realization that, wow, this place really feels right. There's people who really care about the, the community. There's lots of artists and creative people too. So, yeah, um, I was lucky to find a film project where one of the major themes was uh, a love letter to Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. What is your background aside from what you've just mentioned as far as a filmmaker? You went to Brooks. And for those that don't know, Brooks was a, a – and is still regard although it's not there any longer it's still regarded as i mean so many great filmmakers have come from there or artists have come photographers have come from brooks but what what about as a as a filmmaker what did you set out to do and when did you set out to do that yeah well actually i went to to brooks um and majored at, and i say major because you got a bachelor of arts um i majored in portrait photography uh, and, uh, and so did that. And, but my, my love really has been with film. Uh, there's, uh, 
in my humble opinion, there is no other art form that, well, you said it, Jeremiah, that you in the audience can make you cry or laugh or cheer um, so quickly and so easily. So it, it's the ultimate art form. And it's also really hard and challenging to do it right. And mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's the motivation. But I also love um, community. And what I mean by that is like a fabric. I always think of a, a multi-threaded fabric where, okay, you can, you can pull off a couple of threads and the fabric holds together, but it's not the same. And it, it's all sorts of, you know, the popular phrase is ecosystem right now. But I think a fabric community, um, that's really important. And I, and I think celebrating that, um, regardless of where you are and what the community is, is really important because we are social creatures and it's, it's vital to, um, to a lot of things that we keep that healthy and celebrate it. So. When the fabric is so large, but also so small here, every, exactly. everyone comes from a hometown. They've got their hometown and they're right everywhere, anywhere that you're listening. And, and there's a, there is a fabric and there's so many things that make up that fabric as a filmmaker, Robert is the person taking the snapshot, but turning it into a motion picture. How do you, how do you see that fabric and choose the elements? Is there a way to describe that um, from you, Robert, as a, as a person? Yeah. Yeah. You're, well, you're, it, this is in a way it's, it's a story about you as well. Well, I hope it's not about me. Um, well, vision. The, uh, I mean, it's what you're sure, sure. capturing. And yeah, it's a fine line, right? When you make a film or any piece of art of, do I please just myself or do I please who's looking at it? And it's not black and white. It's a combination, I guess, for most people. And so uh, that that's always, and you can't predict you know, unless you're some sort of franchise movie thing like Spider-Man where, you, you know, it's a, it's a recipe. But so, uh, yeah, that, that's always the fine line. But uh, in the very beginning, um, we talked, uh, Emil, Spencer and I, we talked about, okay, so you know, what's the documentary going to be about? You only got 80 or 90 minutes. And, um, and so we identified themes uh, and then I developed those more. Um, one of the key themes was uh, Spencer's comebacks, mm -hmm. both from health emergencies, but also, you know, life emergencies. Um, themes like love stories, because as he says in the film, every one of my songs is about a girl, right? Which is one of the most honest things I've ever heard any male writer say. <laughs> um, themes and then themes about the community where he isn't he doesn't play like above everyone he's in the middle of stuff like joe woodard uh, so eloquently said yeah so those themes develop so when you say you know how the story come about uh we tried to pick themes in the beginning that were obviously true uh and then also things that would be interesting uh to the audience both people who knew him and people who didn't know him yeah, you um, mentioned that, I think at the beginning here, but you also mentioned to me that night, I hope you don't mind if I repeat, um, 
how do you think it, one of your not I would I don't want to say concerns, but one of your the things that you think about is how will this play wide? How will people care yeah. about the story, the, the Santa Barbara? If I could say, you know, if I could say, you know, Santa Barbara has, I've been all around the world. I'm sure you have as well. And and there's a real curiosity about Santa Barbara um, because it's depicted in films and books and movies, but it usually isn't really, it doesn't go that deep. You don't really see past the, the thing that everybody sees the the wide shot of the of the coast and the town and the beautiful mountains i think your film went deeper so like if if you're out there and you and you're curious about santa barbara um if you'd like to go or if you'd never been this is a really good film to show i think the real true santa barbara I, can you think of another film uh, and i know i'm throwing this on you and it'd be hard to be, to be proud but you should be proud of the film. Can you think of another film that really has shown Santa Barbara in the way that yours does? That That's a tough one to answer, but you're touching on something that is really important. And, and it's a theme that came out of the film and it is going to answer your question some way. And that is um, what I realized was that, you know, what you see on the outside is really only part of the story, whether it's a, it's a city like Santa Barbara, or whether it's a musician band like Spencer the Gardener. Um, and you got to be careful. You can't just judge and think, okay, the surface, that's it. And, and what tells me it, whether it's something in Santa Barbara or something outside of it, you got to dig just a little bit. And when you do, it's always interesting. So, you know, it's back to that saying that everybody has a story. Every town has a story. And um, I, I think that is, um, I think that's, that was one of the important unexpected things that came about uh, with this film. I, I didn't know Spencer personally, and I only knew him peripherally uh, from his Fiesta um, shows. And I thought, okay, you know, he's Fiesta band, you know, party and all that. Uh, and then when I started the research of the project and I listened to his first two albums and looked at the lyrics, I was blown away. I thought, I, I didn't know that. This guy is a real musician. He, his lyrics are so deep and his music is so catchy. The melodies, wow, I didn't hear these songs in the Fiesta. So, you know, that kind of satisfaction, you don't get that by just, you know, watching a, a 10 second clip somewhere, whether it's a person or a city. And, and hopefully that uh, is, is a, a universal appeal to um, outside of Santa Barbara audience. We're talking about more than just a party band. The journey of Santa Barbara musician Spencer Barnett is a, a really great film. I'm with writer, director, cinematographer Robert Redfield. It's produced by Emil Millar, co-written by Spencer Barnett. Uh, check it out on more than just a party band film.com, I believe, right? Let me see. Let me just double. Yeah, film.com. Make sure I've got my notes right here. We're going to be uh, right back. We're talking about, I love this one, the original organic gangster, <laughs> Spencer Barnett. The, so he's the OOG, basically. <laughs> we'll be right back with more. Uh, while, you're, while we're in break here, I, I want to direct you towards Robert's website. He's, he's also a photographer that he mentioned earlier, and you can check out some of his photos on Robert at redfieldpictures.com. 
and on Instagram, follow him at Robert Redfield. Terrific, terrific writer, director, cinematographer. We'll be right back. A broken down truck by the side of the road Watching girls go by Seems that's the story of my life There's nothing worse than to see it fall apart Through the mirror of your eyes And all that I thought I had left behind Becomes straight back to me Watching lovers cry And I always thought you'd just marry me I guess that's a thought that just lost at sea As I drift along endlessly I'm all self-absorbed in this tragedy this tragedy of derailment Oh, tragedy of derailment Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. CoreRadio.rocks. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hux from the band Everclear, and we're going to be on tour this summer. Hope to see you guys out there. Take care. And we're back. With the Jeremiah Show. California drifting and driving with the windows down. Out in the open sky is bright and there's no one around. A big surf coming up right quick And he it's my radio I'm looking at the sun on the ocean with no Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I'm with writer, director, and cinematographer Robert Redfield. The film that I'm so into right now, and I want everybody to see when they can, is more than just a party band. The Journey of Santa Barbara musician Spencer Barnett he uh, and his bandmates have the band Spencer the Gardener. It's a Santa Barbara music staple, I guess. It defined Santa Barbara. It defined it, it has for me for 30 years, and uh, and many many of you out there listening as well. And if you haven't discovered his music, check out Spencer the Gardener on Spotify. You've got a you've got the soundtrack. It's a terrific soundtrack. I'd start there. Robert, you've got our soundtrack on Spotify more than just a party band. So start there with Spencer's music. And uh, that's the gate. I'm going to warn you, it's a gateway to the rest. <laughs> <laughs> the story, though, of this film, if you're just joining us, 
who hasn't rewritten or rethought your definition of success, uh, who you are as a person, the things that you want in life, those change, don't they, through the decades, through the cultural shifts? Um, you've probably faced harsh business owners or your career. I don't think there's anything probably harder than the music industry that Spencer had to navigate and work his way through and has is still here. One of my favorite lines at the end of the film, and I, I don't have it word for word, but basically I think Robert, you ask him what, what's next? And he says, you know, that's off camera, but, it, but Spencer says, I'm going to get up. And I'm going to do it again. And then tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it again, again. And I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like that. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep forging ahead. It's a great message for our, for our times at any time. Uh, we all have personal obstacles. Just keep moving forward. This film really has so much heart. Uh, and so much great music, uh, great cinematography. I, I mean, I, I, Robert, I'm sorry if I'm telling you telling the, the story too much, but I, I just really loved it. Um, again, once again, more than just a party band, the journey of Santa Barbara musician Spencer Barnett, my special guest today, director, writer, cinematographer, and filmed the whole thing as promote uh, Robert Redfield, produced by Emil Millar, co-written by Spencer Barnett. So, how much? Was Spencer involved in the making of the film, Robert? Well, in the oh, beginning, he was instrumental in, in you know, we huddled and, and said, okay, so what, what do we want to say in this movie? Is it, are we just going to list out a bunch of dates and play some songs? Uh, I definitely do not want to do that. And so let, let's identify some themes that are true authentic, but also interesting for the audience. And so Spencer was instrumental in, and he he came up with the idea of you know comebacks man i've i've made several comebacks throughout my life slash career so that that was a big part but then throughout um throughout my research stage um because i didn't know the band or him very well um he provided all sorts of great depth and and um data he also then you know brought me into his network and his network is vast uh, in this area. Uh, so, you know, he's, he that gets the end credit. Yeah, he gets the end credit of, of co-writing because um, it would have been a very difficult, um, much more difficult to tell the story without his involvement. Okay. I want to go, the, the film, there are shots. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like the same shots at the Avocado Festival of the band yeah. did you shoot it okay so you were there that yeah day. i didn't realize this yeah yeah it, and and that shot though that that scene that clip that i picked was you know what's it called when you're in a, uh, a like a party scene in the in the crowd and you do a train you hold it the person's shoulder in front of you <laughs> like a snake you know you make a human snake uh, and and i filmed it from behind spencer's head uh and and liz's head and so you could see what they see when they look out in the audience, when there's a crazy audience going on and people are, are having that Spencer the Gardener moment. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> yes. And well, you know what? I don't know if you've thought about this, but there are two things to me that are kind of milestones 
and and all of our lives right now. So one was that we live music was gone, right? Everything was gone for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. You couldn't go out like that. You couldn't get in a crowd and grab each other and form a train and dance yeah. and have a lot of fun and see a live band. So that festival in my mind was was one of the very first is the first time that came back after a couple of years of avocado festival in carpinteria the band was there you you've captured a a moment in time where live music was back and you could see it in everybody's faces everybody was happy they were just happy to be back out and around each other second thing was i haven't been in a theater i already mentioned this but i hadn't been in a theater like most of us, you know, I had I saw a few things, but it's usually 10, 15 people there, not a packed theater. And that came back. And that, that we were all yeah. joining in and celebrating this film and the life. Nothing. Family. There's nothing better than that, is there? That shared nothing. community experience is I, I, the, there's a reason why that feels so satisfying, right? That's the way we're built. Yeah. It was, and the was la a lot of like you laugh when they laugh and you can just feel the energy. Did you realize that you had ca that two two moments there now with this film have come out been possible because of your film and because of the band and all that? Had you thought about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels really good. It, and I'm part of the community. And so I uh, I mean, sure, it, it's the film that I made, but also I get to share it with my my community, you know, and that just that's the way we're built and it feels really great. You've done a really great job, Robert. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, and thank you for spending time with me. I'm going to ask just one last question before I let you go. Could you, there's so many great scenes in this film. Could you, what are your favorite scenes? Could you narrow it down to one or two and why they were special to you? Mm. Well, um, yeah, there is one scene, uh, and that is where I filmed Spencer from the back him walking and I was walking behind him, following him. Uh, and I did a bunch of quick cuts of him walking through some iconic places in Santa Barbara or places that were important to him. And the voiceover, his voiceover over that is where he says about redefining, you know, what success means to him. And it was very poignant because essentially, you know, what he's saying is that, you know, in the beginning, yeah, you know, my definition of success would have been as I was 20 years old to be playing huge stadiums, but I've adjusted my expectations and definition of success so that, you know, living and playing and making a living in my hometown of Santa Barbara, that feels really good. And I think that's probably my favorite scene. That's a good scene. I agree. Robert, I hope you come back when the film, when you find us uh, a place to do another screening or have another screening, please let us know. Please come back and let's talk about it some more. The film is more than just a party band. The Journey of Santa Barbara Musician Spencer Barnes, written and directed and filmed by Robert Redfield, produced by Emil Millar, co-written by Spencer Barnes. Go to morethanjustapartybandfilm.com and follow robert at on instagram at robert redfield robert thank you so much thank you jeremiah it was a blast let's do it again put this on your calendar for one day you're going to watch it <laughs> you're going to get to see it as well all right thank you my friend
We'll be right back. Thank you. The avocado's been very good to me. In fact, it's one of my favorite trees. It keeps giving fruit throughout the year, and it's the only fruit that tastes good with beer. But now, is it a fruit? Yes, yes it is. It's got its own world in which it lives, not like the apple or the orange or the tangerine. The avocado lives its very own dream, and add a little garlic and tomato too. Squeeze some lime. It's up to you. Holy guacamole, that is fun to say. And that's what you made right here today. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi, my name is Zara Knight, and I'm with Farm Jam Music Festival. I'm Greg Knight, and I'm with Farm Jam Music Festival as well. Real farm, real people, real music. And And you're you're listening listening to to The Jeremiah Jeremiah Show. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen. There she goes, there she goes There she goes, there she goes, there she goes There she goes, there she goes, there she goes, there she goes Ah, there she goes What a great time with Robert Redfield. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. We're really featuring a lot of new filmmakers. Um, Some of my favorite films are coming up. We'll be bringing in cinematographers, directors, and writers, and uh, the people that created the music score on some of the very best films, in my opinion, out there. I'm also watching right now second season of the bear have you guys seen this it's it follows two of my passions of film and it also a great acting great writing but also follows the life of a chef as he creates a really great restaurant and trains his staff it's it's really good check it out it's fx the bear and we are talking to uh some of the cast right now on offline and they will be coming on the show in the next couple of weeks so stay tuned for that thanks for joining us today on the jeremiah show robert redfield thank you so much go check out his movie once again more than a party band it's a documentary film one of the best i've seen the journey of santa barbara musician spencer barnett's spencer the gardener Everybody have a great day, and thanks again for listening. Hit me up again on Instagram, Facebook, or at my email, jeremiah at the jeremiahshow.com, on social, Jeremiah D. Higgins. Love to talk to you. Communicate, but listen more and evolve. See you next time. 
begins not so long ago a touch of adventure and a dose of oh no another planet another girl not trapped by conventions that exist here in this world she wears the rings of Saturn and the braided in her hair it's a dream come true each moment when I see her shining there. She knows all that she wanted, goes insane for yesterday. But I can't change anything, and I can't make her stay. I let her go as if I had a choice. She moves when she wants to. Controlled by her own voice And if one day She might come back to my side I'd wait for her with open arms A smile on my wide She wears the rings of Saturn And the braiding in her hair It's a dream come true each moment When I see her shining there You know she knows all that she wanted Goes insane for yesterday But I can't change anything And I can't make her stay When I was in my 20s, what I really wanted to do, I wanted to make it. And in musical terms, that meant get a record deal, become huge, play stadiums. That was what we were doing when we were in the town. We wanted to make it. We want you to be the you that we construct in your image. We didn't realize that the deal with the EMI was real. We actually got that check which was for 150000 Our lawyer got, and our manager got, and, and producer after, got. What did we get? We got 3500 apiece. As Spencer the Gardener started, I thought, I don't need the record industry. I don't want the record industry. I want to just continue this on my own and make it popular however size I want it. People love your band. It's like the all-time best party band. It's deeper than that, though. <laughs> it's deeper than that, it's yeah. It's a profound party band. There's a soul to Santa Barbara. When someone asks me, what does Spencer the Gardener sound like? I think about it, I go, they sound like Santa Barbara. It's a Latin big band spy movie set on a moody tropical beach. He's a very, very positive aspect and a very artistic aspect of Santa Barbara. This is a town, as my mother said, I wish you kids were from somewhere else so you could see how nice it is to live here. <laughs> Sometimes you have to move away to know where you want to end up. And then the accident happened. I think deep down it really broke Spencer's heart. If I just had you to hold on to, I could hold on. I still believe it. Of course I'm talking about a girl. Every song is about a girl. What now, Spencer? What's coming next? 
what's coming down the pike for Spencer Barnett. Hopefully a kidney. Everybody goes through a lot of stuff, and Spencer's able to write about them. Ride the pretty ones. And he is a survivor. Perseverance, sheer hard work, bullheaded. Yes! I don't think I've written the most beautiful song I can write yet. He truly is an icon in this town. You know why I don't stop? Hi, this is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. I'm up putting my guns in the ground. I can't shoot them anymore. That cold black cloud is coming down. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your loved homes. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.